We're going to move to our second speaker now, and that is Jessica Sneer. She's a former cancer research student at the Peter McCallum Cancer Centre, but she left to pursue the dream of unemployment. <laughs> she also has a fear of unemployment. Please make her feel very welcome. Jessica Sneer. Thank you, everybody. Ooh, how do I put this down? Uh, that'll do. So the fear was actually fear... I am... Well, I mean, I do love unemployment, but the fear was actually the fear of... Oh, you got that wrong. was the fear of public speaking. So you can laugh now. <laughs> cool. Um, so I'm not going to claim that my speech is as intellectual as the one before. It's actually a load of crap. But... Um, and, I, and I definitely don't have Nazis in there. But what I do have is Stalin. So it's, it's pretty good. Like, it's pretty good. All right. So who's the scientist that I'm going to be talking about? Tonight I'm going to be talking about a scientist who's got one hell of a name. You're going to all be really impressed. And uh, one hell of a story to match. So his name is... Get it. Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. Like, I'm not joking. That's his name. I chose it because that's his name. I didn't actually know what he did. I just chose it because it said scientist on Wikipedia and, and his name. And, um, yeah, so, I mean, honestly, his parents were definitely sadistic because that, that's child abuse. Anyway, off the name because I'm going to rant all night. So just to give you a little bit of an idea because uh, not good with technology, don't have any PowerPoints. So what did this guy look like? So he looked kind of like, like a hypothetical love child of Charles Darwin, good-looking guy, and uh, KFC's Colonel Sanders. Kind of look like, yeah. And um, it's actually quite fitting because uh, his two pet hobbies were evolutionary theory, got Darwin on that one, and uh, animal cruelty. That's another one of his uh, pet hobbies. So Ivanov was a Russian biologist. I know I was also very shocked to find out his Russian heritage from his name. And uh, he was born in 1870 in the town of Shigri, Russia. There was more to that, but I'm going to stick with Shigri, Russia. And he graduated from the Kharkov University to become a full professor in 1907. And so he worked for numerous different places. He worked for the... I'm going to just read it off because there's a lot of stuff. The State Experimental Veterinary Institute, the Central Experimental Station for Researching Reproduction of Domestic Animals... They've got to make that into an acronym. I mean, that's just too much breath. And uh, the Moscow Higher Zootechnic Institute. So I'm pretty sure it's safe to say that his uh, niche area of science was animal experimentation. So around the start of the 20th century, Ivanov perfected his method of artificial insemination. So not artificial intelligence, AI, but artificial insemination. So in particular, he put this to use in Russia for horse breeding, which was uh, really big there, really big here, but don't do it, don't go. Anyway, okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, so he made his technology and very, very, very impressive. So he, from one stallion, which is a castrated, a non-castrated um, male horse, and um, he was able to fertilise 500 mares. That's, a, that's some potent virility right there. I mean, Genghis Khan, nothing, nothing on this kid. Anyway, so these results were sensational and word spread. And Ivanov's technique of, artifi of, of artificial insemination, I was going to say intelligence, but no, insemination, um, spread across the world and horse breeders used it all over. 
So, so far he's not really a villain. He's pretty pretty decent guy. Got his weird niche, but, like, who doesn't? And um, so once he had artificial insemination under his belt for within one species, what he did is he went on to pioneer artificial intelligence into species, as you do, you know? So he went on to produce various hybrid animals. So we've got things like the zebra donkey. So that's either the... Uh, the zonkey, which sounds good, or Debra, but I'm just, yeah, so I'm going to apologise to uh, all the Debras in the room. I sincerely apologise, but it's Wikipedia. I, I can't do anything. And um, the other one that he made was the rat mouse. The rat and the mouse. Yeah, that, all right, you can do that. Um, and that was known as the rouse or mat. And again, I know it's a very common name and I'm going to apologise. I'm really sorry. Condolences. Uh, you share your name with a hybrid rat mouse. Yeah. Um, and the last one was the antelope cow. So that was known as the antelope or cantaloupe. So I think, uh, I think we might stick with antelope because I really like cantaloupe and I don't really want to be thinking about the hybrid when I'm having my melon ball salad. All right. So to be honest, when I was thinking about this, you know, he's, he's got horse breeding down pat. And so I was thinking, look, if you're really into horse breeding and then you go into hybrid animals, why not the unicorn? Like, I mean, why don't you just make the dreams of all little, I was going to say girls, but no, little, any people, and, and big people. I mean, unicorns, come on. So, but, you know, he did have an explanation and it turns out that rainbows and horses, they're not a good genetic match, which is surprising, but it's, it's true. Yeah, and glitter, he tried glitter, it didn't work either. Um, so, Ivanov didn't stop there. He now turned his attention to his most radical and controversial experiment yet. And uh, that was the creation of the human-ape hybrid. Yeah, no, this is a real person. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, he was watching Planet of the Apes and, you know, one thing led to the other, even though this was in 1920. Chronology doesn't really come into play when it comes to our comedy. And um, so this was known as the human Z or the Tuman. No, no, I'm not going to. No. Or the man pansy. No, I'm going to, again, Antelau and human Z. Yeah. So it's a hypothetical chimpanzee-human hybrid. And chimpanzees, uh, this is where the science comes in, uh, so they've got 99% of uh, the same coding DNA and 95% uh, 99% of the same code, coding DNA sequences, 95% of the non-coding DNA sequences in common with humans. So that's pretty compatible. So therefore, the contested speculation about um, a hybrid possibility was, um, you know, quite founded. Um, and so what Ivanov did in the in 1910 is he presented to the World Congress of Zoologists. Good on him. That's very impressive. And um, that was in Austria, Graz. And, and there he described uh, the possibility of obtaining such a hybrid through his perfected technique of artificial intelligence. So 14 year, years later, I've done my research, got all the numbers down pat. Uh, 1924, he obtained permission from the Pasteur Institute in Paris to use its to use his experiment, to use their experimental primate station in French Guinea. Uh, it's actually not New Guinea, it's in Africa. I had, I had to look that up, but it's okay. Like, 
And um, so he saw backing because, you know, you need money. So he saw backing from the Academy of Sciences and he got US $10,000. Pretty good. Is that just me? Uh, I thought you guys were meant to be nice because, like, I've got a fear of public speaking, but all right. Cheer. Cheer. Thank you. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so $10,000, and, like, we're talking about the 1920s, so I'm quite good at maths, so if you take the one and you carry it, and um, you take into account, uh, I've, got a, I've got a brother in stock market, so, yeah, you take into account inflation, and um, that comes to $1 trillion. No, it doesn't. You're all idiots. No, it doesn't. But it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. And um, so here, Ivanov in, in Africa, he artificially inseminated three female chimpanzees with human semen. So, I mean, I wasn't there. I'm not, I'm not claiming to be there because I'm uh, quite a young chicken. But um, I would have thought, sorry about this, I, wasn't, I didn't want to speak to the sound guy late notice, but um, I thought he would be playing this. Tell me when you want to stop, because I'm going to... Okay. Did you guys get it? Yeah, okay. Um, so, so, yeah, so he was playing that. This is in the records, but anyway, whatever. Like, it was secret information. But so he was playing that, but despite the sexy background music, which is potent, like, it's probably more potent sexually you know, virility, but in the sort of, you know, virile. Is that a word? Virile? I don't know. Um, anyway, so despite the sexy music, all three attempts actually failed to cause pregnancy. So that's a, that's a really big loss for Ivanov, but a really big win for humanity. <laughs> so Ivanov later returned to the Soviet Union. I don't know why he would return to the Soviet Union, but he did. And uh, he designed a new set of experiments, this time involving non-human ape sperm, well, obviously non-human ape sperm, and uh, human volunteers. Yeah, human volunteers. Do you want me to rewind? Human volunteers. <laughs> and so what I'd like to do is, uh, you know, don't, don't be shy. Don't be shy. I'd just like to get a show of hands. Come on, guys. Um, of the people who would you know, willingly uh, be inseminated with ape sperm um, with no financial remuneration, difficult word, um, all in the name of science. So, come on, guys. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 don't be shy. Uh, okay, so I've got, I've got, uh, yeah, I've got the zero over here and a zero over here and a zero. Okay, I've got no one, no one putting up their hand. So, so, look... I think it's probably just Australians that are really prudy. I think that's what it is. Because even though I've had no, no trouble at all getting volunteers, you know, in Russia, I, I'm not going to say anything because there's probably Russians in the room. But the reason that the experiment didn't go ahead wasn't the lack of volunteers. It was actually just that the last experimental orangutan died. So they were just like, all right, that's it, we're done. So... <laughs> So for his um, expensive failure to, you know, ten, $1 trillion, a lot of money. So for his expensive failure to produce an eight-man hybrid, Ivanov was sentenced to five years of jail. All right, so imagine that. So, uh, you know, you're in prison. What are you in for? What, do, what are you in for? I murder, yeah, okay. Um, what are you in for? Okay, so what's on your statement? All right, so we've got... Um, 
Sentence duration, five years. All right. Crime committed. Failing to produce an ape-man hybrid. Okay, Russia. Okay. Um, and upon his release, he was exiled to the homeland of Borat and the Mankini, the one and only Kazakhstan. So there he died of a stroke at uh, aged 61, and his obituary was given by the famous psychologist Ivan Pavlov. God, these names, honestly. So they shared a love of the letter V. Strong bond, strong bond. And uh, also uh, controversial animal experimentation. They had that bond also. So the story actually doesn't end there. We're going to fast forward. And uh, we get to a decade ago. So when New York and Russian archives revealed details of Ivanov's uh, attempts to create a human-ape hybrid in the 1920s, it became like international headlines. You know, media... They sensationalise everything, and this is, like, legit. So they ate this shit up. So questions began to arise. You know, you've got... And these are legit. Why had the Bolshevik Russian government financed Ivanov's weird experiments? Expensive experiments. And also, why would they sanction him to leave the country and go to... Not New Guinea, French Guinea, in Africa, when hardly any Russians were allowed to leave at the time in the 1920s? So, you know, I mean, they're Russian after all, so, like, what's in it for them? What are they getting out of it? Very sus. Very sus. So, naturally, conspiracy theories began to uh, brew. So, University of Cambridge... This is where my uh, research skills get quite good. Um, University of Cambridge specialist in Russian history, Alexander Etkin, he wrote in a recent journal entitled Beyond Eugenics, The Forgotten Scandal of Hybridising Humans and Apes. Edkin said that uh, Ivanov put his proposal to authorities and the way that he painted, the way that he sold it to the authorities, you know, he's got his board and everything. Um, So what he said is that the experiments would actually prove that man had evolved from apes, right? All right. So if you cross an ape and a human and it produced a viable offspring, then that would prove that, you know, Darwin's got a point. We're pretty closely related if we can mate and produce you know, a decent offspring. So, you know, if, that, if, if, if Ivanov could prove Darwin right, then that would be a huge blow to religion in general. And in the 1920s, Russia, you know, they wanted to put religion under the, under the rug, swipe it under. So that's one to think about, okay? Keep, keep it there. So it wasn't only the Bolshevik Russian government that financed Ivanov's experiments. It kind of says that when news of Ivanov's plans um, to make a human hybrid, you get it by now, um, reached US shores in the 1920s, the American Association of Advanced Atheism announced its fundraising campaign to support the project. So all their honey joys, rice, paper crispies, all of that went to fund Ivanov's experiment. Alrighty. So the plot thickens. I'll be done soon, don't worry. Um, so, according to a report by the Scotsman newspaper on 20th December 2005, again, excellent reporting skills, dates, time, everything. Um, Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin mm, wanted to rebuild the Red Army, because, you know, it was a good army, uh, in, the <laughs> in the mid-1920s with Planet of the Apes-style troops. Who wouldn't? And, again, I'm pretty sure he watched Planet of the Apes, because, like, anyway. Um, so, the report claimed that Stalin ordered Russia's top... Uh, animal breeding scientist who, what's his name? 
yet. Like, I don't remember it either. I have it on the page. So it's Ivanov. I know it's difficult. Um, so he got Ivanov uh, to produce his eight-man super warrior. So that's another theory. Stalin is said to have told Ivanov, quote, I want an invincible human being, insensitive to pain, resistant and indifferent about the quality of food they ate, unquote. <laughs> okay, that's a difficult brief, Stalin. I mean, Joe, come on, you've got to give a man a break. But look, I, I do get it. You know, you've, you just had the election. You've got education's pretty important in the budget. You've got health. You know? So, I mean, military budget... Like, I mean, we spend all our money on those submarines. But, like, look, normally, for normal countries, you know, military budget struggles. So, he just really wanted to cut the cost of pain meds and catering for, for you know, for the military. So, like, I understand. I, I, I get it. Like, we can't be so harsh on politicians. Um, so, just to conclude, so, was Ivanov's attempt to create a human-ape hybrid... Was it pro-Stalin? Was it anti-God, or was it just like really expensive monkey business done in the 1920s? I guess we ne we'll never really know. But um, before I leave, and uh, you guys, I know you've, you've all been like writing and like not listening to me, but like before you, you know, can actually write, um, I'd just like to let you know that I got a call today and there are um, openings for volunteers because we are starting up new studies. So I know you were all really shy to put up your hands, but, like, discreetly, I'll be at the bar. Just come and if, if you want to volunteer, you know, just, just let me know. <laughs>